Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we hear from all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks to all you newer and first-time listeners out there. I'm really happy to have you with us. And thanks for the feedback that I've been getting from many of you. If you ever want to reach out for any reason, don't hesitate to send me a message at wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. This podcast will always be free, but to help keep it going, I'm accepting donations through PayPal. There's a link in the description and also one on the podcast website. Thanks for your support. My guest today has been passionate about dance all her life. She's devoted to teaching Argentine tango exclusively and has traveled internationally to give workshops. Based in Montreal, she holds a number of regular classes and organizes a weekly malanga as well. And with me now is Corinne Krikorian. Corinne, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Well, thank you for inviting me, Joe. It's a pleasure to uh, to share this moment with you. Yeah, yeah. So, how are you? How are things in Montreal going? Quite busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Montreal. Uh, we've had tango in Montreal for I think over twenty five years. Nice. So it's a, a booming. It's a booming city where tango is concerned. Mm-hmm. A huge community. A lot of interest. We're all working very hard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> much absolutely. I could tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so Corinne, uh, take us back to the beginning of your own tango journey. How did you fall in love with this dance? Well, I've been dancing all sorts of dances since the age of 12. I was mm-hmm. always a lover of dance in general, and my parents were loved dancing. All their pictures are on dance floors. Mm-hmm. So dance was very much a part of my life. However, when I discovered tango, uh, I found this dance so unique mm-hmm. that I basically fell in love with it. No dance compared to tango, and I really... Uh, like I said, I fell in love and I changed my whole life to be able to do or to be able to teach and uh, make this my career. You know, it was my passion, but I wanted it to be my profession as well. And uh, the funny thing is, is that I started at a very late age in the sense that I was dating someone and we loved dancing. And he said to me, well, if you can find a dance that can both do, mm-hmm. aside from salsa and ballroom, I'm in. <laughs> All right. And uh, <laughs> he, was, he didn't want to be a salsero. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, okay, fine. But I didn't didn't know what to, to really look for and I basically I found myself in front of Studio Tango mm-hmm. on Blurry Street and I thought Argentine Tango what's that you know uh-huh. so I went upstairs and got the information proposed it to him and he said yeah let's give it a try and mm. uh, when we started dancing we just both loved it so mm. much we did just one session and uh, unfortunately eventually I lost my partner but mm-hmm. I uh, before I lost his you know I lost uh, my boyfriend basically I, mm-hmm. I we broke up mm-hmm. I took him to a show called at the Lyon d'Or okay and Pablo Veron uh, Carol Horowitz and uh, Noel Strazza were dancing mm. a kind of uh, threesome and seeing a performance uh, that performance kind of changed my life I really loved what I saw, mm-hmm. I was completely uh, fascinated, mm-hmm. and I knew that I would have, I would like to work in as a, as a tango te- teacher and, mm-hmm. and pursue this uh, this passion. Nice. Uh, eventually, I went. Uh, even though I had lost my partner, mm-hmm. I went back to Studio Tango, continued my learning, and met someone there mm-hmm. who was a professional. Mm-hmm. And who proposed for me to become his partner? Oh, nice! Yeah, what? What? I mean, that's like a dream come true, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like a movie. Right. <laughs> 
like the tango lesson. No, no. Uh, but uh, the thing is, is that it wasn't that easy. It wasn't like the movies. Mm-hmm. It was quite difficult, actually, because he had, uh, he was eight, uh, he was a dancer for the last eight years. I mm-hmm. was basically a beginner. Mm-hmm. And our difference made it very difficult for me. I kept blaming everything, my shoes, this, that, for my my lack of body awareness. Mm-hmm. So that was very hard on him. I wanted him to dance. I used to say, oh, dance with me. I know I can progress if you dance with me. And he would say to, say to me, even mm-hmm. if I dance a thousand hours with you, you will not progress. Mm-hmm. You need to spend those thousand hours in front of that mirror and do your ochos and your walking. And yeah. I, And I was... Like, okay, but Mm -hmm. I dreaded that. I found it so boring. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, I was in front of that mirror and after a while, he's just like, what do I do? You know, Mm -hmm. how do I know I'm doing this right? You know, Mm -hmm. so I really hated the process. Uh, It was very difficult. Mm -hmm. But then we broke up after three years and um, I decided, hell or high water, I want to reach my goal. Yeah. But I was working full-time in an office, Mm -hmm. and I decided to take a break in 2008 and Mm -hmm. to go on a trip, a four-month trip, to really think about this decision. Because I had a very secure job. Mm -hmm. I would have been there till 75, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I had a great environment. You know, it was going to give up something that would have just made my life much, much more easier, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Much easier. So I went away for four months thinking about, am I ready to do this? But I said to myself, what do I have to lose? I mean, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, worst case scenario, I can always go back to an office job. Yeah. So I took a leave of absence. I went mm-hmm. away. I took a year sabbatical. And before mm-hmm. I came, when I came back after those four months, I said, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. So I completely <laughs> quit my job, went as a waitress in a small restaurant. Mm. And my parents were like, going backwards what are you doing you had such a good job i can't believe you're doing this crazy thing my father thought i was i had lost my mind but i really loved it yeah. even though i cried uh, it made it, this was a really hard journey for me in the beginning i had to do it on my own and the thing is when i came back from my trip and i made this these decision or this decision i took mm-hmm. all kinds of classes i started working with Th- thomas howland actually he became yeah. my maestro in montreal he was training me and then uh, i took all kinds of classes like mime and art and i just wanted to be immersed in the arts yeah. and um then there was a troupe, Marika, Marika Landry, who's a very well-known teacher here in Montreal, mm-hmm. had her first troupe. And uh, unfortunately, she, I wanted to be a part of it because I thought that would be a fantastic way of growing and learning and, mm-hmm. and being trained, right? Yeah. But she couldn't find me a partner mm. because all the good dancers were already in there with somebody. Mm. So I thought, this is a sign. I mm. have to leave Montreal. I have to move to Argentina. Mm. It's it, this is a sign. So I took it as a sign. I had debt up to my ears. Mm-hmm. I had no money aside, and mm-hmm. I just took my stuff and I moved to Argentina. Wow. Yeah, a little bit like crazy, <laughs> but anyways, I, I loved I loved all of that though because mm-hmm. it was a fantastic experience, and I had the privilege of living with Mariana Dragoni through a friend, mm-hmm. and she was one of my favorite dancers. I always admired her. I found her very. You know, she was the epitome of sensuality when she danced. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, what a chance. I I can, you know, she could take me under her wing and train me and this and that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I moved moved in with her and I was taking every course under the, uh, you know, that I could get my hands on, technique classes and this and that. And she used to watch me go and she used to say, Corinne, you make me feel guilty. I feel like such a lazy bum when I watch you. Mm -hmm. I said, Mariana, I said, you're a star. You're international. (laughs) 
professional. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. You've done all of this before. I'm a nobody. I have to start from scratch. I'm mm. over 30. I, I don't have time to waste. Yeah. She had started at 17. Wow. You know, so I mean, you can't compare apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. So and I and I felt like I had no time to lose. Plus, I had no idea, Joe, how mm. long I was going to be able to last in Argentina, being that I had no money. Right. Yeah. You know, I was living on credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is complete chaos. I right. I was living on credit, just doing the best I could. I thought if I last three months, good. Mm-hmm. If I last six months, all the better. I'll mm-hmm. just do what I can. Yeah. Before I came back, I got um, Jonas Iniguez, who was the owner of Montreal Gotan. That was a school that existed at that time in uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. Contacted me and said, listen, Corinne, I've been watching you go this last year. You've been really working hard. You're, and you're tall enough. I'm a tall guy. I was looking for a partner to, to dance with. And I'd like to see if we can work something out and we mm-hmm. can work together. Mm-hmm. So before I even came back from Argentina, I already had a job waiting for me. Mm. Of course, as you know, Joe, tango doesn't pick up the moment you start. Right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a name. I, nobody mm-hmm. knows me. I said to, to Jonas, don't mention me, really. I, just a low profile. Don't announce anything. I'm nothing. I still have so much to learn. Mm-hmm. He wanted to say, oh, Corinne Krikorian's back from she spent 10 months in Buenos Aires. I said, no, 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 don't do anything like that. Because really, I just don't feel worthy yet. I don't even know how to teach tango. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. You know? So I kind of sl- slowly started with him, assisting him in the classes and starting to understand how things are done and how things are taught and continuing my education, mm-hmm. uh, as always, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then slowly but surely, um, unfortunately, we didn't become good dance partners because, again, the difference was enormous. But we became great business partners in the nice. sense that we completed each other. Mm-hmm. I would help him with organizing the classes and contacting the students. I had a people, an interaction that was easy for me, but he was more behind the scenes, but he was doing other things, marketing and this and that. Yeah. So we completed each other really well, mm-hmm. and the school continued growing, and we had a nice, nice thing. But the only thing is, is that I found myself behind a desk mm-hmm. uh, doing a lot of administration administrative work and when the time came that he said Corinne I want to move on to other things mm-hmm. I love tango but I want to you know I want to solidify my future and da 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 because there were a lot of teachers here yeah and when I came I always felt I had to work triple hard yeah. because I was a baby mm-hmm compared to all the people that were dancing since 20 years, 15, right. 20 years. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like how, how am I ever, and I was not 22, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's a long process, even just improving in your dance, understanding what you're doing, understanding the best way to teach it. And, and even then you're still, I'm still questioning all the time what I teach, how I teach, mm-hmm. the, the pleasure of finding out what, how what words to use and what explanation to use with each student Mm -hmm. so that they will understand and use it to their benefit is is fascinating to me Mm -hmm. so it was like you know uh, a long process so the thing is is that after he decided to leave Mm -hmm. he said listen do what you want with the school you want to continue whatever and i said no i don't want to i don't want to develop a school mm-hmm. uh in the sense that this would have been a great opportunity but at the same time i don't want to have to deal with employees mm-hmm. i don't want to deal with uh you know because i noticed you know artists we're very emotional people yeah. <laughs> it's not always easy to deal with us mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i thought i don't want to deal with 
Well, that's, all those artists. I just want to do my thing. Mm. All those artists. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn white in no time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So um, no, I just really did, and I didn't want to be behind a, a computer constantly organizing. I really mm. wanted to teach and dance. When you pursue tango, mm-hmm. it's not to become an administrator. It's to become a dancer, a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, you left an office job. <laughs> I left an office job. I didn't right. want to go back to one. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, we closed the school down, and I continued developing my own thing with time understanding what tango was all about for me mm-hmm. uh, what I love the most about tango is that I really truly believe we dance who we are mm-hmm. and as I was getting to know people not obviously Joe not in the beginning because mm-hmm. you're a baby you don't mm-hmm. know who you are right right but uh, as you progress as you develop mm-hmm. your personality comes out because it's a form of expression so that's where my name my website came in tango bellanima Mm-hmm. Because one of my uh, my friends, uh, he dedicated that song. It's an Italian song. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's called Buongiorno Bellanima, mm-hmm. beautiful, um, um, good morning, beautiful soul. And I thought, you know what? That's a perfect name because it's linked to the soul. Tango is really linked to who we are inside. And I truly believe everything you do, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, reveals who you are. Mm-hmm. And even the way I saw people treating each other on the dance floor, the the way tango also changes them in a negative way. Mm-hmm. I say to myself, sometimes we have things that are hidden inside. Yeah. And when we dance tango, it comes out. Mm-hmm. And beautiful people that I met that uh, became completely different, mm-hmm. unapproachable, haughty, mm-hmm. arrogant. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe they just had those things inside. It's just mm-hmm. that, that this was the the door that opened that showed it, you know. So to me, it's really if you want to dance well, you have to work on your own technique. If you want to dance mm-hmm. well, you have to work on what's happening inside. Because even there's so many emotions transmitted, mm-hmm. you know, people feel you. Right. So to always constantly focus on who you are, your attitude and mm-hmm. and your technique and and your knowledge and all this so it's really it's, everything starts with self mm-hmm. and the weird thing is uh, about all of this is that i hated technique when i started but then it became my passion mm-hmm. <laughs> because, <laughs> because in 2008 yeah. yeah really crazy it's like mm-hmm. uh, uh i realized how important it is mm-hmm. and i started i rented a, a studio three times a week in 2008 mm-hmm. and i went in front of that mirror and i took classes and i took notes mm-hmm. And I built a system where I could continuously work on my technique. And mm-hmm. I found it actually more and more enjoyable because it, it, I saw how my ex was actually really, he was right when he said, mm-hmm. spend a thousand hours in front of that mirror and yeah. your dance will, mm-hmm. will really bloom. Mm-hmm. And he was right. The more I spent, and I, and I was doing it all the time in mm-hmm. the street, uh, you know, in IGA, I was tippy, t- you know, walking on my tippy toes, working on my balance. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it was crazy. Or you know, working, working on my walk. It was I was eating, drinking, sleeping, and dreaming tango. Mm-hmm. So, but um, all this to say that from Montreal Gotan, we had a milonga on Thursday nights that was uh, called Café de Lima. It was super, super popular. Mm-hmm. I took responsibility for it, and mm-hmm. when the place closed down. I wanted to continue, so we moved to another place that that burnt down after a few months, believe Ooh, it or not. Wow. And then, yeah, and then given that we had moved, and my milonga, the milonga is called Café de Lima, mm-hmm. I said to myself, well, if we keep moving, we can't keep changing the name. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous, based on the location. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to baptize this Thursday Malanga as Shea Coco's, because Coco is my nickname. <laughs> and I said, no matter where we move, yeah, exactly. So no matter where we move, the, the name will continue. Mm. You know, we'll just keep the same name. So uh, after Le Vétiver, which was the second place, we ended up at the Rialto because mm. I had started to work as well with the Grand Balt uh, group. Mm-hmm. They were three, two people, uh, Michel Oza and Joseph Vignalou. They were mm-hmm. working together to organize these huge events. Before it was at the, um, uh, another, another place called Centre Georges Vanier. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to move to the Rialto theater mm-hmm. uh you know strike up a deal and move to the rialto theater and hold those beautiful events over there and mm-hmm. you know i don't know if you've ever been to montreal or to the rialto theater uh, but it's been it's a while I, I last time i was in montreal I, I was probably 12 or 13 so it was long before my tango journey <laughs> i'd love to come back oh, but boy. yeah 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 i'd love you to have come back to. i do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to yeah, discover mm-hmm. this community and uh, yeah. everything. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a beautiful theater. So, I, so when Joseph wanted to take his uh, retirement, Michel Loza was my DJ at the Café de Lima, so we got mm-hmm. to know each other. Mm-hmm. We were working together for seven years, and he decided to pick me to join mm-hmm. the team All right. and to replace Joseph. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, I've been uh, organizing these grand balls, mm-hmm. these big events at the Rialto Theater, at the St. James Theater, huge places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we've had 300 people, but I've refined my organize- organizational to- um, how do I say uh, tools mm-hmm. and uh, abilities, and I love organizing events, mm-hmm. uh, especially where tango is concerned, because I'm very, very present, and it's like receiving them in my own home. So people enjoy the the events i try to include everyone and given the fact that i'm a host that's very much mm-hmm. uh very present during the evening i just don't receive people at the door and wish them wish them well i go mm-hmm. around i don't know how many times during the evening to make sure everybody's doing well etc i really take care of my people this creates a link between everyone that's there for some reason i, I see a difference between uh, you know, when I go to an event and I'm left all by myself, mm-hmm. nobody ever comes and checks on me. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of like gone. I'm I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of go about it the, in a, a different way. I really want to be involved with the, my guests and mm-hmm. I really want to check up on them. And my way of making sure that I get um, to feel the pulse of the evening and how things are going is I pass chocolates. Oh, <laughs> that, that's, that'll definitely yeah, make I your friends. Yeah, I offer little chocolates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? Exactly. I mean, that's why people love me. It's all because of chocolate. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's more than that. <laughs> so I found a way. <laughs> so I found a way to to to, to create a, a certain uh, ambiance. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a an amazing DJ. Uh, Michel Oza has been DJing for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. He has no playlists at all whatsoever. He just goes with the feel, and he knows okay. his stuff. He's like a genius, uh, a musical genius, really. Nice. Mm-hmm. which is really nice mm-hmm. um you know i'm continuing to organize big events like that mm-hmm. i have a i also teach a little bit everywhere i teach at concordia university it's been a few years and mm, now i'm teaching nice. all alone over there yeah mm-hmm. i really love it because it's not only students it's people from of all age groups really mm-hmm. i have people from 20 to 70 taking my class because it's wow. it's not expensive right yeah it's like 24 hour classes for 80 bucks mm-hmm. i mean you can't mm-hmm. get better than that right and yeah. uh yeah it's good and it's a two-hour class so it permits me to really work it you know with everyone and to work the the how can i say the foundation so everybody mm-hmm. really enjoys the ride during those uh, 
the session. I only mm. have two sessions a year, yeah. but I love working with people with uh, of all ages. Mm -hmm. And I work as well in the West Island. I'm trying to develop the West Island. Mm -hmm. I have a little Milongita on Tuesday nights in Dorval. Okay. We have a maybe a group of 25 people that come regularly mm -hmm. and then extra people coming from Montreal. So it's slowly, slowly building up nice. to support my students in the West Island. And I recently joined uh, the school Montango, Okay. Uh, maybe three, two years and two years and a half ago, mm -hmm. because I always thought to myself, I always want to be an independent. Mm -hmm. I just I don't want to really work with for anybody. I don't yeah. want any issues with anyone. I will mm -hmm. make my life as easy as possible mm -hmm. because already tango is not easy. Um, it's constantly, you know, it's it's a it's a challenge. Right. But I I really I mean I, I'm happy that I accepted to work with Motongo because Motongo, the people are fantastic. Uh, my respect for them has grown because I've gotten really got to know their teaching methods, mm -hmm. uh, the, the way they connect to their students, the mm -hmm. way they care, mm -hmm. and it kind of reflects my values. Yeah. So I'm really happy to be working for that school. Great. Yeah, they're in the NDG. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a really nice, how can I say, addition to my life mm -hmm. because it kind of also creates a certain stability and because I know I can, if I need classes or whatever, they're, they're willing and ready to give me more classes. It's mm -hmm. just... I don't have enough time and, and enough hours in the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <the problem. laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's, it's been really uh, interesting mm -hmm. as well. Um, uh, what I love about teaching technique, because that's my specialty now, I go to Quebec City on a regular basis to teach women's technique or general technique, is that all the hardships that I went through, the, um, the struggles, the mm -hmm. discouragement, because I was trying to really... Uh, burn this, you know, how can you say that burn the steps or I wanted to I wanted to learn so fast and I right. couldn't because yeah. I realized tango is like good wine. You can't speed up the process. Right. right. You got to taste mean, it. You got to enjoy you, it. You got to enjoy You got to mm -hmm. taste it, but you got to let it grow. Yes. You're not going to get a good wine in uh, mm -hmm. in a year, for instance, when it takes like several years for it to mature. Exactly. So all of that, all the lessons that I learned mm -hmm. right now help me or permit me to help women mm -hmm. that are dealing with the same issues. Sure. You know, going to Milonga and not being asked to dance and mm -hmm. spending three hours seated is yeah. something I went through for years. Mm -hmm. Emotion, I mean, it really affects you. Yeah. I mean, you come home crying. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to go dancing and you never dance. Yeah. So I try to teach people to have another attitude, to go out with the with the uh, idea of meeting people, mm -hmm. socializing, enjoying the music, and then if you get to have a good tanda, you go home. You go home happy. You're not disappointed that you didn't dance all mm -hmm. evening long. You just say, okay, if I get to dance, fantastic. If I don't, I still had a good time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still had great conversations. Right. I still enjoyed the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's other tango is not only a dance. It's the culture, it's the music, it's exactly. the people, yeah. it's the, the whole package. So everything I've learned, uh, I try to, you know, share it with the with the women that I work with and to encourage okay. them to continue. You know? Good. Good. Yeah, so Corinne, um, you've had such an adventurous life. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, leaving your, your job, I remember your parents were telling you, oh my gosh, have you lost your mind? So during that period of when you were just really building your skill and, and that time of struggle, uh, I'm sure there were probably moments when you were just felt like panicking, but yet you carried through. So, so I guess during the, the darker times, you know, what, what kept you moving forward? 
Actually, Joe, I wanted to quit so many times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a question of discouragement. I thought, oh, no, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. It's just too difficult. Mm-hmm. I have too many faults to fix. I mean, and now I use it as a joke because when people, when, you know, when I'm correcting someone, I say, don't worry, I was worse. I was mm-hmm. worse. I was, <laughs> I, my, my boyfriend used to say, I'm going to wear pads when we're doing saccadas. I'm going to wear pads mm-hmm. and my shins because it was crazy, all the things that I, you know, it was really difficult. So they kind of laugh and it kind of helps them continue. Mm-hmm. And in, in my case, I was just very persistent. I mean, I didn't, mm-hmm. I really, my love for tango mm-hmm. outweighed the difficulties, basically. Mm-hmm. And I always used to, because I used to continuously take classes or privates or or uh, feed my soul. I mean, I went to Buenos Aires mm-hmm. several times. I just didn't go and I lived there for 10 months, mm-hmm. but I went back many times since then. Mm-hmm. And that motivated me as well to mm-hmm. continue. You have to find inspiration. Mm-hmm. And and you know, it's, it's very hard to measure yourself and how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because one moment you feel like you're doing great, and then the next moment you feel like you're going backwards. Yeah. And you keep hitting that wall, and mm-hmm. you know that if you hit that wall, or I've learned, mm-hmm. that when you feel that you've hit that wall, it's because you're going to have a huge jump. And that's what I've noticed. So uh, even though I was discouraged, even though I wanted to quit many, many times, mm-hmm. I just loved tango so much that it kept me going. Yeah. I said to myself, and it's those little bits of pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, uh, those words of encouragement here and there, or or feeling that, oh my God, I, I had actually, you know, I felt like I know what I was doing, and I, it felt good, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm progressing. All those little moments of pleasure and enjoyment mm-hmm. gave me hope. It gave me hope, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I was very lucky because a lot of times I met a lot of girls that wanted to pursue tango and that basically were discouraged because they didn't have a partner. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, if I had waited to have a partner, I would have never continued. Right. And uh, because uh, Jonas became a business partner, but mm-hmm. he didn't become my dance partner. I never found one person that I could build mm-hmm. something with for many years, like it used to be in the past, you yeah. know, like uh, Geraldine Rojas with uh, Javier Rodriguez that danced mm-hmm. for 10 years together. Yeah. No partnerships don't last more than two and three years. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're lucky, if you find somebody for two, three years. Yeah. But the thing is that uh, it's hard to find that perfect partner. So I said to myself, I have the perfect example. Mariana Dragone never mm-hmm. had a long long-term partner she worked with many many and she still works Mm -hmm. with many many different men Mm -hmm. and it just enriched her dancing and uh, she used to say you know when you're dancing tango you're a chameleon you become who you know you're dancing with a different man and you become what he wants basically during that dance and Mm -hmm. that's very it's a challenge to be able to transform yourself and to adjust to everything his style of movement his Mm -hmm. way of expressing himself so i I find for me it was even better uh how can i say more rewarding Mm -hmm. because i had uh it it developed it helped me develop as a dancer yeah to adjust to anybody Mm -hmm. and so i didn't let the fact that i didn't have a dance partner discourage me either mm-hmm. i figured well i have examples of people that never had dance partners and they continued and they're successful and i guess also that's the reason why i pursued t- uh, technique because mm-hmm. that was something that i could teach alone you know teaching steps usually you, you like to do it with a man and this right. and that but i really i prefer I, you know that's why i said okay you know technique i could teach alone and that's it just happened naturally and it just served it, it served a purpose in that sense yeah. i didn't need to depend on someone mm-hmm. to be able to teach yeah 
you know. Yeah. So I think I think it's also uh, to come back to your question, uh, mm-hmm. Joe. I think it's also like I say, you you dance who you are. So if you're mm-hmm. somebody that easily gives up, that easily gets discouraged mm-hmm. in the sense of to the point of giving up, yeah. then this dance is not for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and that and I always tell people you need. You need to stay positive. You need the three P's. You need to stay positive regardless mm-hmm. of what happens. Yeah. You need to be patient with yourself mm-hmm. as well as your whoever you're dancing with, mm-hmm. especially yourself because we're hard on ourselves. Yeah. And we need to persevere. Yeah. Yeah, I especially so find that with, yeah, just like you said about us being hard on ourselves, I find that those who really do achieve in tango, they're generally high achieving people, but they also tend to be very, very self-critical. Oh, yeah. We can destroy ourselves, yeah. you know. It's never, it's never good enough, you know, and, uh, and, and to the point where you kind of almost put yourself down and you have to find a balance. Yeah. It's not, you know, and then we have the other extreme, of course, and I'd rather be this way than the other extreme. Right. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like walk like I'm a goddess or something. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to be like that. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, but it's just that it can be discouraging and you have mm-hmm. to keep a balance. Say, okay, I know I could be better. But mm-hmm. I, I could be worse as well. And I've got to think back. I've got to compare myself to what I was mm-hmm. a year ago, two years yeah. ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also something that, that I share with people is don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't look at another dancer and say, man, when am I going to be able to do that? When am yeah. I going to? No, no, no. Don't do that because it becomes, it, it, you may not be able to do what that dancer does. Mm-hmm. But you, you may be able to do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may be, you know, yeah. just keep thinking about where you started. Mm-hmm. And where you're at now, or else it just becomes too overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I like you know? what you said about being better than what you were a year ago. I mean, if you're always just being better than who you were a year or even a week ago, and you keep mm. keep up with that, there's really no limit uh, as to how far your dancing can go. No, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, I've under- I-, I understood also that I can't mm-hmm. speed up the process. Right. You as know, much as I, we'd uh... like to, yeah. <laughs> As we much can't. as we'd like to, you know. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we can't. I we mean, can't. you could practice 24 hours. I know I know. some of my students have progressed so quickly because they have really, they work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, compared to someone that just goes out once a week or, or doesn't take classes, yes, mm-hmm. that person is going to progress for sure. Yeah. But time is so important. You have to let tango, uh, how can I say, assimilate. You have to take, you have to let that information really get into your body. You can't, you can't just expect it to change from one day to the next, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, Corinne, thank you so much for, for sharing uh, your tango adventure with us. It was really, <laughs> really you. great. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff there that people are really going to be encouraged by. There's a lot there that I'm sure our listeners will be able to identify with, especially those who are just starting to really get into tango, but are feeling unsure of themselves. Um, just hearing what you went through, I think that's really going to be be good for them. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me again. Thank you for your patience as well. No. I know it was hard to connect. Uh... Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I know you're, we're busy. Things happen. So before we let you go, Corinne, where do we find yes. out more about you online? At uh, On my website. That's mm-hmm. actually, it's going to be under construction soon because it's uh, in the process of being, uh, how can I say, of getting a facelift. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, the, the website is www.tangobelanima. Mm-hmm. Okay. TangoBellanima.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as well on Facebook uh, under my name, Corinne Krikorian. And okay. all my events 
uh, half pages, Milonga chez Coco, mm -hmm. Tango West Island, and Grand, and Grand Ball, le, wow. le Grand Ball Tango. So they can find uh, all the events and everything on the Facebook. Okay, great. And, well. I'll, yeah, and I'll have a link to your website in our show notes so people will be able to look you up. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you, thank Joe. You, it was a it was pleasure great. talking to you. Yeah, and next time I'm in Montreal, hopefully I'll be, be able to, to. Uh, to run into you. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, yeah I, I hope so. Yeah, last uh, last year, uh, or a couple years, I think it was two years ago maybe, I interviewed uh, our mutual friend, Tomas Howlin, and yeah, he was saying the same thing, got to come out, gotta come out to, to Montreal. So. Oh, so you yeah. interviewed him like three years ago? Uh, I think it was, he was one of the first couple people that I interviewed. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, he was really fun to talk to. So. Oh, he's a darling. He's yeah. a really very good teacher yeah, too. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. Well, you take care. You too, Carmen. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye, bye bye. Okay. Thanks for the fun conversation, Corinne. What a story. She quit her job, spent ten months in Buenos Aires, lived on credit for a while. She took a huge risk, but she loved tango that much and was determined to make it work. I really appreciated what Corinne said about being frustrated and feeling as though we're hitting walls while trying to improve our tango. Instead of giving up, if we keep at it, we'll have a breakthrough eventually. And oftentimes, it just takes hard work. I mean, we need to strategize about how we're going to accomplish our goals, but there's no getting around the grunt work. With tango, working on our technique, spending time in front of the mirror, and repeating those ochos is not terribly exciting but putting in that effort does pay off big time in the long term. And I also like what Corinne said when she reflected on the number of times she thought of quitting. She let her love of tango outweigh the temptation to stop. Or put another way, she let her desire for success outweigh the fear of failure. And amidst the struggle, it's not always going to be toil and frustration. There will be moments of pleasure, as Corinne puts it, moments of inspiration and encouragement and making the most of those moments will help us to keep moving forward. So thank you again, Corinne, for taking the time to share your story. And thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. Much appreciated. If you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to visit iTunes, SoundCloud, or whichever podcasting platform you're using. Hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star rating and review. That helps out a lot. Thanks for your support. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.